What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Rico, back at it again. How are you guys? This is a Rico report. This is the Buffalo Fanatics. Welcome to another show. Welcome to another street. Let's get this party started, folks. Welcome. Uh, listen, man, this Friday night, man, you guys can do a whole lot of things right now, but you... You know what I'm saying? You take a little time to hang out with your boy. So uh, let us get into talking some Bills football. I mean, this week, I mean, if you've been living under rock, man, Bills have been freaking under the freaking microscope, bro. Like people talking, boy. And when you're not winning, I can't say when we're not winning. When you're a winning team and you've built your, your reputation to get back on track to winning, and you start kind of regressing, people start talking. And that's just the way it is, man. When you're winning, anybody going to talk to you. Anybody talking to you about anything, right? There's nothing to talk about. You're winning. But when you start, you know, taking an L here and an L there, and they're not used to you taking Ls, it becomes a problem. Now, here's the big conundrum with Bill's Mafia, with, with you know I mean, analysts that are out there. Everyone's trying to figure out What's wrong with the Bills, and how do you fix the Bills? And you can make arguments from left to right. You can make, honestly, you can make arguments from left to right. You can make arguments as to why they're failing. But then you can build your argument to say, but hold on a second. If you look at the statistics, our our running back has got 500 yards rushing this year. Then you're like, oh, okay, so it can't be the run game. Okay, then you're like, Oh, it's our quarterback. He's the problem. The turnovers, the missed receivers. And then you go back and make the argument and say, yeah, but he he's he's one of the league leaders in touchdowns this year. What are you kidding me? He's like top, what, top three? If not the best quarterback right now in terms of how many total touchdowns he's got this year. So, like, can't be him. He's, he's, he's hitting 71% of his completions. What do you mean? It can't be him. It's not him. So then you're like, okay, it's the OC. You got to fire the OC. But you're like, hold on. The OC is drawing up plays. The quarterback's just missing it. We're not running the ball well. Like there's, you can go so many avenues as to why this team is struggling. And honestly, there's, it's hard to pinpoint it. And that's why you've got so many different opinions on as to why this is happening or what's the problem, who's the problem. Get rid of this person. It's and it's honestly. The beautiful thing about football and the beautiful thing about sports altogether is the fact that you, you it's not an individual sport, right? If you're a tennis player, it's on you. It's one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? So you lose, it's on you. You can't talk about, oh, it was this. It, nah, it's you. When you're playing basketball, you know what I'm saying? If, you're, if your wingman, you know what I'm saying, ain't, ain't getting on the perimeter, if he's not making his switches, or, you know what I'm saying, your big man is getting back down into the post and he's not, you know what I mean, holding it down, there's a lot of things. If you're if you're on the defense, if you're not hedging, you know what I'm saying, you're not making your switches, it's a problem. So it's uh it's a big one, man. And it's uh it's a huge problem, by the way. So playing football, there's eleven men on the field. So y- ten guys can do their job, but that one guy messes up, 
it's over. That play is dead. It's done. Everyone can run the perfect route. They beat their man. But the quarterback decides to take off for whatever reason. Bro, why'd you take off? Right? The, the run design is perfect, but the left tackle misses a block or gets totally blasted. It's over with. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to figure out. And right, and right now, the Bills are in this mode where, like, okay, man. Like, we're too good for this crap to happen, especially on offense. Especially on offense. So what in the heck is the problem? And nobody can figure it out. Nobody can figure it out. And you've, everybody's got great ideas as to how we can fix it or great ideas as who it is and why it is. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's all got to come together. And right now, some players are, are getting at, they're at their wit's end with this, this questioning this and questioning that. So lo and behold, here comes Latavius Murray. And if you guys are wondering what I'm referring to, Latavius Murray, the newcomer on the team, decided, you know what? It's time. It's time that we, you know, I mean, we 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 call a meeting, a team offensive meeting, to talk about how we can get back on track. Because right now, Latavius, Latavius knows good and well these guys are not on track. So I guess he was asked, dude, why why the meeting? And here's here was his response. Give me a second. Let me let me cue this thing up for you guys. about halfway through the, through the year and um and it was also you know on my mind and coming off of you know coming off a game you know we've had a few you know games like that but just coming off a game like that where I just feel like we can we can play and we can beat anybody and uh a lot of times and it's getting redundant but it's us beating ourselves so like you know um you know how can we how can we um you know, avoid that, right? Like, what, what, again, what can we do possibly different um, during the week, whatever, you know, how can we avoid that? How can we find something that's different uh, amongst us so that we get a different result? So um, I guess, yeah, it being um, kind of ironic that it's a, a halfway point almost, you know, but just the fact that, you know, yeah, coming off of, you know, just another loss that we feel we, uh, you know, we hurt ourselves once again. You know, just just worked out to be that way. So, essentially, what Latavius Murray is saying, bro, we fucking up. We're not doing what we're supposed to do. We're not doing what we're supposed to do. And me, as the outsider, I was looking at y'all having success. Like he's, and to me, I think, and I think the biggest argument right now is a lot of people are like, yo, Stefan Diggs. Deion Dawkins, Mitch Morris, uh, Micah Hyde. Well, we'll talk, we'll stick on the offensive side. Mitch Morris, Josh Allen, those are the captains of the team. Why is the second string slash third string running back veteran journeyman the one saying, hey, everybody gather up, we need to talk? That makes no sense. It should be the leaders of the squad that get this thing cracking. And Quite frankly, I understand that, but I see it a different way. I see it as Latavius Murray was has been watching the Bills from outside looking in, and the Bills have always been 
a team that can get the offense popping. They can put points on you at will. So when he joined the squad, he probably was excited. He's like, yo, I'm going to be part of an offense that was putting points on the board. That's that we're going to be a team to be reckoned with. It's facts. So the fact that he spoke up, I got absolutely no issues with it because he's saying, this is not what I'm used to. Like what? I don't know what's going on now that I'm part of the team and I've been in this league long enough and I've been on some successful teams in the past and we're all, we're out of sorts. And nobody, nobody's, nobody's, you know what I mean, talking about this. Why not? So if nobody's talking about this and we're, we're going into week 10, we're more than halfway through the season, then if nobody's going to step up, I will step up. And I love that. I love that because now it's, it's like, fam, we're, we're better than this. What are we doing? Like, we can play with anybody in this game. But we sitting here just not getting things done. We're not executing, man. Maybe not everybody's never not not everybody's putting the hundred percent effort, right? Maybe like there's discouragement in this offense. Maybe the receivers are getting sick and tired of running routes at moments and not getting looked at when I'm right there. Like there's so many there's so many avenues you can take, but I got no issues with Latavius Murray coming in as the outsider, new to the squad, to say, "Yo, I see what's going on, and I don't like it." And if y'all ain't going to step up, I'll step up. I got no problems doing it. The good thing about it is apparently he asked permission beforehand. He went to, apparently went to Ken Dorsey. and said, hey, do you care if I ask for a team-only meeting? This is no disrespect to you. I'm sure, I'm, I'm assuming this is what he went out and said. No disrespect to you. I think we just need to have a meeting. Do you care if I call a team meeting? Now, the question is, by the way, I got to give a shout out to my man, Al Dusher. Al Dusha knows what's up. He goes, yo, Rico, I subscribe to the what? The BF YouTube channel. Is that different from being a BF member? If so, how do you become a member? If you're watching off strip on YouTube, there's a little dollar sign at the bottom. When you click that little dollar sign at the bottom, it's if you want to donate if you want to, but then also ask if you want to become a member. Boom, you hit that little spot, and there you go. And I appreciate you, Al Dusha. Al Dusha, much love to you. If you want to support the channel, much love, and I appreciate that. Um, but let's go with this uh, with this narrative here of like, Veteran guy like that, not even, you know, been part of the team for a full year is the one calling the shots and, and, and making this thing happen. Well, I'm all for it because sometimes these veterans need to hear from somebody else that's been on other teams and say, dude, right? Dion, Josh, they've they've only been on this team. They they had success, they had they've had success for the pretty much most of their career. Maybe one year they didn't have a great year, the one year the year they didn't make the playoffs, right? So Give them that credit that, you know what I'm saying? Like, may, like, not even the credit. You can kind of give them a pass a little bit that, like, they, they all they know is success. So they're like, okay, we're used, just used to this. And we're used to our leaders on the squad coming to tell us, all right, we need to do this. Like, we did, they do meetings every day. So they're like, we're accustomed to this. But when it comes from somebody else that's on another squad that's been around the league and has been some successful teams and been on some poor teams, he's like, okay, we're too good for this. We are too good for this. And that, that to me, that's what's taking place here. And now, if you want to look at it on the negative side, there's definitely a, a negative in this aspect as well, right? And that is, it took the third string RB to call this meeting. Why is it taking the third string RB to call this meeting when you've got guys that have a voice that means something? 
Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Deion Dawkins, Mitch Morse. Like those guys, those guys matter in this, right? Dawson Knox, those guys matter. And yet it took the it took Latavius Murray to make this thing happen. So very interesting nonetheless. Um I got no issues with it, but I do have an issue that it took to week 10 for somebody else, not with a C on their chest, to call this meeting. Now, all these little pre, 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 uh, I mean, pre-game speeches, all that stuff is great, but it's not hitting. So maybe Latavius Murray's voice hits. So the question now becomes, in this players-only meeting, who spoke and what did they speak about? Right? What was touched on? What, what needs to be, I mean, a, a focal point for this team? And anytime that, and I'll be real, anytime that you ask for a team meeting, I'm going to be real, team meetings are normally like, all right, man, we in panic mode. This is, this is it. Because if we don't get our act together, bro, like this, this thing can go spiral out of control. And that is the facts. It can. You take another loss, maybe two, Especially with this 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 schedule coming up, things can go poorly very quickly. So this is where you got a little bit of, I guess, you can call it an abrasion, right? But this abrasion is 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 seeping. There's some blood coming out, and you wanna you wanna stop this. Uh, you may stop the bleeding a little bit. So here, let's patch it up. Let's have this conversation, and let's hope that this 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 conversation that we're having, constructive conversation, is having, we can get this thing popping. J.J. Watt spoke on this, and he said some pretty interesting things. He said, uh, I mean, if you've played sports, we've all had team meetings, and we've all had player meetings, positional meetings. We have, we've all had them. If things are going right, yo, fellas, we got to talk, man. Like, all right, from the running back squad, well, what are we doing wrong, man? Yo, we got to protect them better. Like, we got to stick our nose in there. If these linebackers are coming in, yo, we got to protect them. Give them that time. You know what I'm saying? So if we're not accustomed to it, dude, we got to step up. We got to do those things. Yo, we got to run harder. You know what I mean? We, we, let's, look, let's look to help our receivers. What are we doing wrong? Like there's so many things that we can do, right? From the running back position, if you're if you're looking at it that way. So, look, knowing what you know, having this meeting, JJ Watt comes in and says, "Oh, there's so many things that happen when these meetings are productive. Everybody's on the same page; it works." He's like, "But if this is like, they could have looked at it like easily, like, yo, Latavius Murray's doing this. All right, the old line goes separates." receivers separate tight end room separate running back yo tight ends like yo you believe Kincaid's like you believe that shit what the hell was that what, what kind of nonsense was that or oh lines like yo are, you, are these guys kidding me yo we block our butts off like these guys are the ones messing up like i hope that is not what happened because that's a whole lot of like problems on the team that's called no process <laughs> you know what i'm saying they've been asking us to trust the process the fan base to trust the process, the team to trust the process. Right now, the, the process is, is a little, uh, it's not being followed. I mean, nobody's following this process. And uh, we got to get back on track to follow this process because right now it's not looking good. So uh, Latavius Murray doing that for the team is great. I hope something came out of it. And if I were to take a guess as to who spoke and what was talked about, it's really just execute, man. Just execute. You know what I mean? And, and it, the main person this falls on is Josh Allen. At the end of the day, it is Josh Allen. It falls on him. You're the facilitator. You're the general. You've got to do the job. That's what it comes down to. It really comes down to that. So um, that being said, I like the fact that Latavius Murray did this. It's great. And uh, it's, it's self-awareness. You know what I mean? You guys are self-aware that 
things aren't going great. So we got to fix this. And it was an offensive team meeting only. So let's get it together. Let's get it together. Now, let me bring this up here because uh, I, this whole week has been, you mean, talking about certain people, talking about certain individuals on the squad, coaching, GM, all that stuff. I mean, the main thing I got to stick to is this, man. And I'm going to stick to my guns with this. And, and like, it's obviously it's, and I think we all are on the same page when the reason this offense is not, is not cooking is Josh Allen and, and uh, obviously Ken Dorsey. And Ben Solak, Ben Solak um, is a film analyst. I think he, he works for the ringer or he contributes to the ringer and he's got his, uh, he's got a podcast. I think he's called the play sheet. Anyway, he did a breakdown, a 15-minute breakdown on why Josh Allen and this offense aren't clicking. If you have not watched this thing, it's unbiased and and it's 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 hard truths that you have to go through watching as a fan and realizing the things that we have been seeing on screen is happening right before our eyes. And it's like, this is the problem right here. 17. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, when you watch this thing. He's just just missing stuff. And what I took away from this, and we've talked about and we've you've heard this word used with Josh before. Arm arrogance, right? Arm arrogance. And this brother has a lot of arm arrogance. And if you've never heard me say that before and or have heard it before, the reason I'm using it is because I've heard it before. And this brother here has a lot of arm arrogance. And that is, I got strength enough in my arm. I've got, I know my accuracy. I don't give a damn if you're, you're, you're the safety that's there. I'm throwing it there and I'm going to get it there. And so, and a lot of times Josh hits on those, but it can only work for so long because these defenders, these defensive coordinators are getting smarter. They're, they're these analytics, you know what I'm saying? Although some people don't believe in the analytics, a lot of them. But these analytics kind of tell you a story about what these players are doing, especially at the quarterback position. Yo, if he's on the left hash, watch. I'm going to give you 25 plays of this player being on the right hash. I'll say right hash. And uh, if it's a bootleg or a, if you've got Stefan Diggs in the slot and he motions in, look at it. 16 plays out of 25, this is the throw they like. If you see him, do be prepared to be here. Josh doesn't care. Josh is like, I'm, I'm going to put it there and you're going to like it. And these teams are getting used to it. And Ben Solak gave us like multiple games of Josh Allen making the same same throws and just disregarding these defenders. And these defenders are like, all right, you want to disregard me? I'm going to just pick that off. I'm going to be right in position. The Jets game was prime position. Whitehead had, what, three picks that game? Because Josh was sitting there just, I don't give a damn if you're there or not. I'm throwing that thing. So that's the problem. That's number one. All right? Number two. Josh Allen was drafted because he has a huge arm. He's a, he's a freak. He's a freak of an athlete. And that's what he does. You know what I'm saying? And going deep is supposed to be his forte. They were raving it. I remember, I remember watching the, the combine and they're like, okay, we're going to wait till he goes deep and it's going to be wow. And I remember Mike Mayock was just all over this man's D talk about how the deep ball is amazing. All right, whatever. You know that this brother this year is three for 20 on the deep ball. 
the only quarterback worse than Josh Allen in throwing the deep ball for deep ball accuracy is Macaroni Jones. Bro, you can't be second, second last to a guy named Macaroni Jones. That can't be. Three for 20 on the deep ball. And you've seen it. I remember when he split that and there was the footage right there. And I remember just seeing it live. Stefan Diggs does not run a 4-2-40, folks. He's a fantastic route runner, but he ain't going to run you 4-2-40. Stefan Diggs split a double team. He split a bracket. And, and is, he's got at least two yards. And that's in the NFL, that's wide open. He's got two yards on these guys. And Josh Allen overthrows him. You're like, come on, bro. Like that, like, listen, Pat Mahomes ain't missing that. I'm going to be real with you. Pat Mahomes ain't missing that. He's going to hit that. Nine times out of 10, he's hitting that. And right now, Josh is off on that, man. So that was like one aspect of this, this Ben Solak film. So I'm watching this. And as I'm watching this, this is what I took away from this whole situation. This brother's got the arrogance. Like he's going he's gonna to whip the ball wherever the hell he wants to, whether you like it or not, I'm doing it. And I'm telling it doesn't, it's not telling, I'm not saying that he's not reading and paying attention. It's just that when he likes something and he he trusts what he's got here, he's gonna whip it. But these guys are getting smarter. You can't do that. All right. That's no one. Arm arrogant, the arm arrogance is one thing that I, I realized from watching this specific breakdown because this one was a very honest breakdown. And the other thing is like, bro, like go through your progressions, my guy. Like go through your progressions. It's like he he's. I don't want to use the word, and I'm no, I'm no film guru. I'm not. I'm just based off of what people are talking about and what my understanding of it is, how I'm interpreting this. It's like laziness. It's like you, you, you're, that's the one I want. That's what I'm going for. He's not even bothering to, you know, flip back his hips and look the backside. Although he does do that sometimes. But a lot of times when he doesn't do his laziness, he's like, that's the one I want. That's what I'm going for. And like Gabe Davis not, and he's not a gate, and we know Gabe Davis ain't no terrible receiver. But like right now, fam, there was moments where Gabe Davis wide fucking open, and Josh is like, nah, I'm gonna force this to Stefan Diggs right here. It's like, yo, it gets tiresome. So I know people want to talk about, hey man, fire Ken Dorsey. Well, hold on now. This guy right here ain't helping. He's not helping the situation. So he's got it. He's got to be better. It it starts with Josh Allen. He has to be better. He has to be better. And and just looking at that, I was like, man, everything that I've been watching, it's like, oh, man, I can't believe it's happening. The film film showed it. What did they say? The film don't lie. Well, the film don't lie. Now here's the other the flip part of it is the very same things that he's messing up on and missing. The next play, he'll kill it. And just he'll complete that pass. And you're like, okay, cool. It's it's just it's just it's a it's frustrating because we can be so much better. So maybe this players only meeting, maybe some of those things were talked about. Maybe some of those things were talked about. Maybe the Hardy's like, yo, you ain't gotta, you know, what I mean? hit me deep or like or hit me deeper, like hit me like a little early. Give me time to run underneath that thing. I I don't know. So I'm sure some people have to let some things out in order for the whole team to just come kumbaya and come under one. They got to. Because something's got to give. Because we, we, these Broncos ain't going to lay down. I'm going to tell you that right now. These Denver Broncos will not lay down to the Bills. They ain't. After you got absolutely sauced 
You got sauced by the Dolphins. One thing for sure happened. The defense was like, never again. We ain't going to get embarrassed like that ever again. So we're going to have to toughen up, which they have. Offensively, Russell Wilson and them boys are starting to kind of catch their stride a little bit. That was a very big win against the Kansas City Chiefs. That was a big win against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, it is a division game, so it's meant to be tough, but that's a big game nonetheless. And right now, they've got momentum on their side. They've got momentum on their side. So the Bills come into town, and we're on the road. That's just prime. And on the road on prime time, that's prime for the Denver Broncos to come in and say, you know what? They're expecting these Bills to come in and try to put some on us. And right now, the Bills aren't what they are. So we have an opportunity to steal one because Vegas absolutely will have them beating us. We have, a, we have an obligation to, to come in and whoop ass, and we're going to shock some people. So there's extra motivation for the Denver Broncos to not allow these Bills to come in and get right. And this is one of those games for the Bills that at least we got to get right against the Denver Broncos. Because that, that game last week, that didn't bode well for us. The Bengals just outclassed us. They're just, they, were this, that, they were the better team. They were the better team. So, huge matchup against these Denver Broncos. And these Denver Broncos ain't going to lay down. I'm, I'm trying to look at the, uh, what the Broncos have faced this year to see, like, to kind of put some context on this, uh, on this, on this Broncos team. I mean, listen, the last, uh, they had, the last game they had, listen, they beat, they're on a two-game losing, man, they played the Chiefs back-to-back like that? So, they lost to the Broncos, they lost to the Jets 31-21, then they went against the Chiefs and lost to the Chiefs 19-8. So, you know, it's going to be, it's a defensive matchup. Then they beat the Broncos 19-7. Then they, they came back and took down the Chiefs 24-9, kept Pat Mahomes and, and the boys at nine points, and now they had a bye, and now they're ready to face the Bills. So they've had, they've had, 10, they've had a week, two weeks to pretty much prepare for us, 10 days plus to prepare for us. This is not going to be an easy matchup. So that's why this meeting that Tavis held was important. Because all eyes are going to be on these Bills to see how they bounce back. Because if they lose this game, boy, oh boy. Credibility for this team out the window. Ain't nobody going to want to hear what Josh Allen's got to say. Ain't nobody wanna, is going to want to hear what McDermott's excuses are going to be. It may get to the point where heads will start to roll. After this Monday night game. Heads will start to freaking roll if we lose this game after this Monday night game. I'm going to keep it above with you because exactly what's going to happen. And then on top of that, then we face the Jets and then the Eagles and then the bye week. Anybody, hold on. Anybody, yeah, then the bye week and then we face the Chase after that. So we've got two tough games after this Broncos game and then the bye week. Bro, we cannot afford to lose to the Broncos. Unfortunately, welcome to the freaking NFL where the schedule for the Bills is tough as shit. It is tough. So where is it that we have to come together? Where is it that this team has to be better? Well, we all know that defensively, we're, we're beat up. Micah Hyde, neck slash head injury. Who knows if he even plays this year? Who knows if they, they shelf him for a little bit, they put him on IR. According to, I mean, our guy, the thigh doc, 
Alex is, he doesn't feel good about this situation. He does not feel good about the situation whatsoever. So that's that. Then we don't know what's going on with Terrell Bernard. So we might be going with a Dorian Williams slash Bale Inspector. Dorian Williams slash, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Tyrell Dotson. Not your ideal linebacker tandem that you're looking for. And now you have Micah Hyde potentially not going to play. Chances are he doesn't play. So now you've got Sarah Neal that may have to come in and be the, you know what I'm saying, the, the guy that's in the box. This defense is completely changed. Completely changed. So where do where where is it on this team that has to give? Where where do we need the production? Well, the strongest the strongest position on the team right this second defensively is the defensive front. They're going to have to carry us. They're going to have to carry this defense. They're going to have to play out of this world. They're going to have to make listen. I don't want to get into it too much because I will get into that. But I mean, I might as well give you the first one. Are the Bills at home? Is it home? Excuse me. I, I, I said that. Why did I say the Broncos are on the road? I'm like looking right at it too. Yeah, we are home. So that's the advantage. My goodness. So they gave them 10 days, but we got the advantage. I apologize. Thank you for that, for that correction, by the way. But at, at the end of the day, fam, <laughs> that defensive front is what is going to have to, to help this defense because we're beat up on the back end. The linebackers level, we're beat up there too. We're lacking in, We're lacking experience. And it's tough. And here's the thing. I want to give you guys a, st- a statistic. Um, I follow, and I think you guys should follow this if you guys are on social media, if you guys are on Twitter. Um, I follow a uh, stats and refs. Sorry, NFL ref stats. And uh, this this account follows, you mean, who's refing and what they what they trend towards uh, when calling games and so on and so forth. And we got I got to talking with this dude. And um, he was he was dropping some 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 stats on me about these these, these bills. And he came in and said, hey, listen, Buffalo is becoming less disciplined as the season processes versus the Broncos who are getting it together. And the Broncos are improving. That's on coaching, he says. These little penalties add up through the course of the game. And I tend to agree, right? But then I'm like, well, here's why we're, we're being penalized even more. We've got less veterans on the field. They're hurt. Micah Hyde, Trey Wright, Milano, right? Von Miller just coming back, right? Daquan Jones gone so we're getting younger onto the field and when you're getting younger you get inexperienced you get less discipline right and that was my point less veterans on the field more silly penalties occur these these injuries are hurting us so he came back with it with a um response he says well the interesting part is that none and this is this is interesting the interesting part is that it's not the defense where the injuries have accumulated primarily responsible for increase of these penalties is on the offense right the offense has gone from committing 47% of penalties first th- uh, through the first four games to 54% since then. Keep in mind, that 54% is, far, is, uh, is for the larger total of the overall penalties. So it's offensively the issues are creeping in. So I'm thinking, yo, we're probably getting killed because of the defense and lack of, lack of you know what I mean, attention and veterans. Man, it's the offense and the healthiest unit on the team Offense is what's giving us problems. They went from 47%, and we were one of the least penalized teams the first five games. So now we're we're averaging, we're in the we're on the middle to top. We're 11th. Dude, that's huge. That hurts. So that's a big drive that's happening, and then it gets brought back on a 
you know I mean, alignment too far up or, you know what I mean, a false start or a hold. You know what I'm saying? Like, like little things like that. Oh, illegal motion. Like there's so many things that fall into place. So I remember telling you guys this. I'm like, I told him, I'm like, listen, I did, I did some digging. And like, we're one of the most penalized teams in the, in the league. I think we're second. I'm like, now, obviously the week has changed. So we're probably, we're moved off from that. But from last week, that's what it looked like. And he goes, listen, he's like, you need to know this though. Uh, by the count that he had, we're at 60 total uh, penalties, which is, puts them in the top five. But he says it's kind of it's misleading because obviously there's games that there's teams that have played nine games and 10 games. So don't look that don't look too far into it. But what you want to go by is per game, per game average, which is the indicator. So in the per game average, Buffalo ranks 11th in the league. But through the first month, they were amongst the five fewest. So we're we're getting undisciplined on offense, man. We're not focused. We're making mistakes. We're making errors. We need to freaking cut it, cut it out. If we're really trying to make this, this meeting help and count and get this thing turned around, obviously it starts with discipline. And that was one thing that McDermott used to preach like crazy. Discipline, fundamental football, discipline, all that good stuff. It's like it's out the window. So on that aspect, to get these guys back at it and, and focused, that's on, that aspect is on the coaching. Right, you got to tell these players, yo, get it together, or you, maybe you might have to sit on the bench. Now, these these boys are too grown for that, but I mean, it is what it is. So, um, I had to bring that that play. I had to bring that aspect into it. I mean, as to why some of these issues are happening, right? On top of these injuries that are happening, and look, Micah Hyde, the defense already has their injuries, and then now you go to the offense, which is relatively pretty healthy, and then a new injury pops up. And it's Stefan Diggs dealing with some back spasms or some back issues. Bro, these things just keep piling on. Now, who knows if he plays? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. And sometimes there are there are certainly blessings in disguise. Let's just say he's limited. He's not the Stefan Diggs we expect him to be. It'll it'll actually force Allen to now utilize everyone. And who knows what that will do because you hate to see Stefan Diggs out of it because you don't because that guy's a dog. But, like, my goodness, something's got to give. Something's got to give. So, hopefully, he's uh, he gets it together. Maybe it's just a small little tweak. He just needs some rest, put some heat on the padding, do something. But something's got something's to give. So, um, that's what stood out to me in regards to this players-only meeting and us facing these Broncos and the things we need to do and – Josh Allen and and this the mishaps of Josh Allen like fam like as much as we want to put it on Dorsey we got to pop we got to you know what I mean like pause on that and look at the freaking guy that's slinging the rock around honestly and I know everybody's talking about like you know what I mean this and I'm no I'm no let me stack guy and, and analytics guy um when it comes to like EPAs and DVOAs like I don't really dive into that like this I know the basics of it but like, fam, when I'm watching what Josh Allen's doing on the field and missing things and guys that are wide open, which is a read he should be taking, and he's not, it sucks. It really does suck. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how these guys bounce back in this upcoming game because they, Lord knows, they need to bounce back ASAP. They need to bounce back ASAP. So uh, we'll, we'll start from there. And you know what, Kim, you, you said it, man. Kim, I just saw a comment from Kim. It says, yo, the Zebras are killing us. 
you know, these zebras are, are really affecting the game way too damn much these days. They really are. These refs are involving themselves way too much and, and involving themselves way too much. Like, just let these boys play, man. Let these boys play. If, if this brother points out a player and says, yo, I just made you, I just made you. Like, I mean, it's what, when Josh Allen scored his touchdown, when he pump faked and he got the defender to jump, it's one of those things you don't want a defender doing, especially if you're chasing down a running back. You're, excuse me, chasing down a quarterback. You don't jump. You don't. You don't fall for that. You just keep your hands up and keep running towards that that player. You jump. You lose all. You're going nowhere. It's like falling for a pump fake. Playing basketball. Don't jump. You just going. He's going to wait till you get up. Kobe Bryant was perfect for it. I mean, he give you one, two, three pump fake, and you be up there, and then gotcha. Either he hoops around you, kind of ducks around you, hits the bank, the bank shot. Or he waits till you come down, lean into you, and one. Diggs, you know what I mean, running around and pump faking, pretty much referee for being a hater. Like, all he's doing is, gotcha, bitch. That's pretty much saying, I, I got you jumping, and I'm in the end zone. Like, you got to, like, if you, I'm sure these refs played some ball. Man, knock it off, man. Don't, don't, don't affect the game that way. You know what I'm saying? Now you give this guy an unsportsmanlike, and now he gets one other one. He's ejected from the game. Come on, man. It happened to Giannis. I can't even pronounce that brother's last name. Yantapakunto or whatever his name is. It happened to him. He had a tech in the first the first quarter or whatever. He, he did a Euro step and smashed it on some cat and kind of stared him down. That's what you do when you dunk on some cat. You know what I'm saying? You put him in a poster, flex on him a little bit. Teed up, ejected. Come on, man. These refs are getting, they're getting involved way too much into this, man. You're not, you're not supposed to be part of the script, bro. Get out of there. Get out of there. Let these players play and let, let them do what they do. I mean, anyway, it is what it is. I mean, they want to call it taunting. It's just it's just having fun, man. You got got. I'm having fun. I pointed your ass out. It's what it is. To me, taunting, if you want taunt, it's like you just blasted somebody. Like you, like, I'll give you this. If you guys are wrestling fans, if you blasted someone, I mean, he came out of the, it's like Reggie Bush. When Reggie Bush caught that football on the on the flat and was it Jenkins? Somebody came in and just absolutely leveled leveled uh reggie bush now if you've ever watched wrestling and stone cold would do this all the time where he'd, he'd like i don't know what he'd do he'd throw you to the ground or he'd do whatever then he'd get in your face like this and talk talk mad shit on you right then i'd get it on sport like on sports and like conduct way too much then you could throw the flag a single point knock it off man just like these guys are just and don't get me started on hitting the quarterback you know what i'm saying like it's just getting too much Way too much. You're roughing the passer. I mean, they're calling penalties on a running back that puts his head down so he can protect himself. Striking with your head. Man. Just, you know, it get, it's getting too much, man. But you're affecting the game way too much. But it is what it is. So, um, players on a meeting, I wanted to touch on that. And uh, it's all good and dandy when these player, these things happen. But there needs to be results. At the end of the day, there needs to be results. And... If there are no results after you've you've done this, so you do all this player meeting and everybody's, you know, saying everybody's waiting for the results of this player meeting and nothing happens and you guys lose again. Bro, they're gonna be on your ass even more. So you guys better win this one. And it's not even that you just win it by margin, you gotta win it convincingly. Because you are supposed to be the 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 better player. So the better team, excuse me. So we'll see how that plays out. So, on to the next topic here, and that is 
the five keys to success for this upcoming game. All right. We need. Folks, we. uh, We need this win. We need this win. And it's going to (laughs) take discipline. It's going to take focus. It's going to take execution. Execution is massive, man. A lot of times we don't execute. That's what ends up happening. Lack of execution. And you can't tell me, you can't tell me, was it, somebody said uh, that hit on on Reggie Bush was uh, Dawkins. I don't know if it was Dawkins. I think it was a corner. A corner is the one who lit him up. And it was it was when he was playing for the Saints. He just got lit up. It was a terrible pass. It was a suey pass. It was just a lob. And he just got just taken. I think it was Drew Brees that threw it to him. Drew Brees nearly killed that man. Anyway, let me proceed. How to, how do we, how do we get success in this game? Success, success, success. That's the big one. So I'm going to go right to the run game. And if you look at what involvement that James Cook has had in the last three games, I don't think that that's a recipe for, for success. I don't think it's a recipe for winning games. Your running back has to be a focal point to help take the pressures off the receivers and the quarterback. You've got to be able to lean on a run game when you really need it. And I don't think that you can seriously, with a clear, conscious mind, say, yo, you're right. We've been we've been excellent. Let's go back. Cincinnati, rushing attempts for our guy, James Cook, six for 20 yards, averaging 33, 3.3 yards a pop. The game before that against Tampa, 14 carries, which is bare minimum should be what he gets, 67 yards, and he was averaging nearly five yards a pop, 4.7 yards a pop. No, not in the end zone, and he got, he was targeted once in the pass. All right. And by the way, he was targeted once, he's targeted four times against the Cincinnati Bengals. All right. So he had four receptions and six carries so it touched the ball 10 times not enough right the game before that obviously against the tampa bay bucks 15 touches bare minimum that's what he should be getting bare minimum and guess what we won that game right against new england 13 carries 56 yards 4.3 yards of carry and he had three receptions for 46 we need to get him involved more 14 carries against the giants for 71 yards Five yards a pop, we won that game. Jacksonville, five carries for minus four yards and four receptions, excuse me, three receptions for 25 yards. And guess what? We lost that game, right? Against Miami, which is very odd. He had 12 for 29, and we blasted Miami. 12 carries for 29 yards, and he had 13 touches that game. The three, the three, the first three games that we played in this league, we had. 12 touches against the Jets for 46 yards. And the the, guy, the games that we won, heavy, 17 touches against Las Vegas. He had a buck 23. He had 15 against the Washington Commanders. He had 98 yards. Start giving this guy the freaking football. Good things will happen. But you got to, now this is where Dorsey comes in. Set him up where he's he gets the success. Get him to into successful run designs. See, that's where Dorsey comes in. 
you gotta you let me just execution is one thing but you gotta give them something that that will work and that will get the chains moving so to me you gotta get james cook involved you gotta get leonard Fournette if they decide to activate leonard Fournette, get these boys involved and get the run game going take the pressures off of josh Allen because you know josh Allen will get his but take the pressure off him. so now the defense is like are they running it or are they throwing it so that's number one james cook the run game get him Get him his mandatory 15 attempts. He needs 15 touches. Minimum. Got to start with that. All right? That's number one. Number two. I'm going to go to the O-line. And last week was not a great showing against the Cincinnati Bay for the O-line. It's, it wasn't great showing for McGovern. It wasn't a great showing for Deion Dawkins. Osiris Torrance didn't have a great showing. Spencer Brown didn't have a great showing. The only one that was, according to PFF, graded decent was Mitch Morse to center at 67.1 or something of that nature. We've got to be better. That O-line has got to give Josh Allen the time. They've got to give him the time because he's got no time. These long developing plays ain't going to happen. You got to give him the time. Not only the old line's got to give time, you got to open these freaking holes, folks. We got to open these holes for these RBs to get through. You can't be pushed back onto your heels. So the old line, the trenches is going to be huge to get this thing popping this week. We need that. And you're going up against a pretty damn stout defensive front with the Denver Broncos. So you better get your act together and let's get this popping, right? So that's number two. Run game, obviously the, the trenches. Here's another one. And I'm going to go to the receive back to the receiver room and the role players. Role players, I'd like to see. Let me let me back that up. I'm not even going to go role players. I'm going to go. I'm going to put on Ken Dorsey because the role players play that part into it. And this is Ken Dorsey. The key to success is Ken Dorsey. Whether he has to simplify, whether he has to be way more creative, I don't know. But. When players are thinking too much, they can't use their athletic ability as much as they can and as much as they want to. Nothing sweeter than when you see a player playing with speed and not having to think. Matt Milano gives you that, that, that idea. Matt Milano can play fast because he's not thinking because he knows exactly what he's supposed to be doing, exactly where he's supposed to be. And when you know those things like this, you're able to play fast. And when you play fast, now you see the true athlete that you are. But when you're second-guessing yourself and thinking, you're half a step slower. You're not as you're not in you're not full speed because you're thinking, did I do that right? Okay, I'm gonna run this route, but maybe I was like, but when you know where you're supposed to be, man, things open up and things are much easier. So Ken, find a way. I know this team is struggling and they're not hitting the way you're supposed to hit. So maybe it's a verbiage. Find another verbiage, find something. That allows them to connect with what you're trying to do so they can execute. Because obviously the execution falls on the player. We get that part. But you got to design something that they can execute. You got you to gotta simplify it. You got to flip it. You got to you mean modify it. Whatever you must do to make your players understand what you want done. Be where they're supposed to be. And have success. So Ken... We're going to be watching. We're going to see how you call this game. We all know the first 15 plays, give or take, are scripted. This is what we want to do. If they, if they do this, you do this. If they do this, you do this. This is the type of defense they like to play. So we, we see this look. This is the look we're going to go for. 
We get that part. But when they start punching back and they punch us in the mouth, how do we respond? And we've not been able to respond to these teams lately between the first quarter and third quarter. We, t- we tend to wake up in the fourth, but it's too little too late. We got to get it together. We got to get it together. All right. So Ken Dorsey, that's my number three. The key to success is Ken Dorsey just modifying, tweaking, and finding the right, the right, you know what I'm saying? The right game plan and, and, and scheme and, and play for your individuals on the squad. So this is where the role players come in. Like, how often have we seen, and I'm not saying, I mean, listen, maybe we have to do it. But how often have we seen Deontay Hardy in the Isaiah McKenzie role, right? The jet sweep. And I know you guys know, I don't, I hate the jet sweep, but maybe that's what we need. The guy's got athletic ability. He's fast as shit. Like put him in position where he can stress the defense. And right now we're not stressing anybody. This deep, this offense is stressing no one. I mean, mentally, everybody's straight. We're just waiting for these cats. Yo, bring it. Y'all offensive, y'all ain't doing shit. So, I mean, let's let's roll. Let's do what we got to do. We got to be better. In that aspect, we have to be better. All right? That's number three. Number four. Number four. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. And defensively, we're going up against Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. They've got they've got some good backs on that on that squad. I'm just gonna I'm gonna double check to make sure that I got it right. They've got some really everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good, good people in that squad. So how are we going, how are we, how are we going to, to combat that? Are we going to be straight heavy? Heavy zone? Are we just going to stick in heavy zone? Did you not see what Joe Burrow did to us? He picked us apart. Now, Russell Wilson's a little different. He ain't no Joe Burrow. But I'm going to say this, though. We, we've got to mix things up. This is where McDermott comes in. You're the, offensive, you're the defensive coordinator, my guy. You're going to have to. Sean Payton is not some slouch. You know what I'm saying? He's been, he's been in the game a long time. He's been in the game a damn long time. So you're going to have to, you're gonna have to figure something out with this dude, man. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's gonna be chess. His offensive game plan versus your defensive game plan. What you, and I know you're beat up, so you're at a disadvantage a little bit. But so is he. The amount of players that he's got hurt, that he's had to deal with, no different. So let's get let's 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 find a way. Ken Dorsey, excuse me, uh, McDermott. McDermott has got he's gonna have to find a way to get the most out of his players. You don't have Trey White. You don't have Milano. I get all that. So now this is where your coaching comes in. Get the most out of your defense. This offense is sputtering. Sputtering, and I'm being nice when I say sputtering. This offense is, is just hasn't been great as of late. So 
as depleted as we are, we're still going to lean on the defense to try to get us going because right now that is, that's the only thing we got going because offensively until they wake up, because right now they're in, they're in a coma, they're in something until they wake up, we're going to have the defense is going to hold it down. Champagne is not going to lay, lay down and let you just come through and handle business. He's going to do everything he can to keep this boy, these boys momentum high. How big of a win would it be if the Broncos came down and beat the Chiefs one week and came back with a with two weeks off and took down the Bills? All of a sudden, Broncos are, you know what I mean? Hold on, Bronco Nation, let's ride. No, 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 we can't have that. We cannot have that. Not so, well, not whatsoever. So McDermott, that McDermott, Sean Payton, connect, that, 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 they'll say that back and forth that's going to be happening, that battle that's going to be happening, we need McDermott to come on top on this. Pause. We need him to. We need him to come out and handle business. So that's a matchup that we'll be watching. That's a matchup we'll be waiting for. Is it going to be a blitz-heavy McDermott? Is he going to try to protect the backfield? Is he confident in Rasul Douglas coming in and maybe he can go back to kind of playing, you mean calling certain defenses? Micah Hyde not being there. I mean, we don't, I mean, he didn't practice Friday, so it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good to me at all. So we'll see. But that that's one matchup I'm looking forward is the Champagne McDermott. And he's he's gonna have to get the most out of these players. You're going to. Now it's about putting the right matchup together. What tandem, what linebacker tandem is gonna work? Dorian Williams and Tyrell Dotson, is that what you're gonna do? Or is it gonna be Dorian Williams and the the aging AJ Klein? Which is it going to be? And then you guys swap them all up. It's it's a mess, man. Or Bernard comes in and he's ready to go. But right now, defensively, injuries are killing us. We're crippling us. And it's it's making us a mess at the end of the day. Last but not least, number five, just it goes right to Josh Allen. Josh Allen's got to be better. He's got to be better. He's got to be better. He can't be good. We can't have good Josh Allen. We have to have amazing Josh Allen. We have to have elite Josh Allen. That's the Josh Allen we need to show up. This this mediocre Josh Allen that we've been getting, waking not waking up until fourth quarter, and then finding finally finding the urgency to kind of you know get galvanize these guys and get going, go up tempo. You got to listen. Everybody's watching, babe. Everybody's watching. This is time for us to, for the Bills to kind of wake up and turn things around. It starts with Josh Allen. Quit missing open freaking receivers. Go through your go through your progressions. If Stefan Diggs ain't there, he ain't there. He will he will get open again. Maybe not until the fourth. Maybe he has four receptions in the fourth. He still gets his numbers at the end of the day. And he might get the game winner. But at the end of the day, you've got weapons on this team. Kincaid is right there with you. You've got some dogs on this team. You got to start using them, man. And it's disheartening to see that this offense is not moving the way we need to move. It's just not. It really isn't. So we need to, we need to get better in that aspect. We really do. So to me, Josh Allen, number five. We need we need elite Josh. Simple as that. Elite Josh needs to show up. Coach McDermott, coach the heck out of his defensive guys. You're gonna have to get the most out of them. What will you have to do? Will you have to blitz more? Will you have to disguise more? Will you have to you know what I'm saying get exotic? You might have to. Now, whether 
getting exotic de- depends on who's in the in, obviously in the package and can you trust these guys? I get that part, but we're gonna have to pull all punches on trying to slow down the Broncos and allow our defense to wake up and put some points on the board. I hope that we come out and just whoop ass. So Josh McDermott, I need y'all to step up. We got to step this. Listen, Ken Dorsey and his play design. Kenny, we need you, bro. Your game planning slash play design is going to have to be better because once it, it, once it does improve, it allows our players to play fast, not think, and just get the job done. We're in a position that we're, Bills fans are, are, excuse me, Bills fans, Bills players are absolutely lucky to be in a system where not a whole lot has changed. Verbiage is probably the same. Just a couple things moved around a little bit, but you've had the same head coach, same OC slash quarterback coach the last four or five years. My goodness. There's so many teams. There's guys that go through those every two years. It's a new system, new this, new that. Fam, we have been lucky. The Bills have been freaking lucky. So Ken Dorsey, dig into your bag. Simplify things, modify things. You mean tweak things, do what must be done in order for these players to play fast. And when you play fast, you play good. No thinking. No thinking required. You just got to just get the thing done. I can't imagine the playbook being so complicated that these guys are just not getting it. It's not a, it's not a Josh McDaniels, you know what I'm saying? It's not a Josh McDaniels playbook. And, and I say this because I think it was Devontae Adams saying, look, if we get a receiver halfway through the season, it ain't going to work out because this thing is, this, this playbook is, is crazy. It's crazy. You need to be here from camp to get it so you can play fast, play fast. I can't imagine Ken Dorsey's system is that way. I just can't. So that being said, Ken Dorsey, we're watching you, bro. O-line. Y'all had a piss poor performance last week. Time, to, time for y'all to step up. Time for y'all to step up. You got no choice. You got no choice. You got to protect Allen. You got to give him the time. You got to open the trenches, open the holes for your run game. We got to get a pop. And last but not least, James Cook. James Cook, Leonard Fournette, that run game needs to be established. You got to, man. You got to. Like, James Cook is a good back. He ain't elite by any stretch, but he's a good back. Get him the freaking football. But get him the football in space. Like a toss crack might work. You know what I mean? A pistol, a pistol, uh, get in the pistol formation. Do what you got to do, but, yo, give the defense a different look. Let's get more motion. Let's get more motion. Confuse them. Look at Miami Dolphins. Miami's Dolphins constantly got fools running all over the place, which opens up the run lanes like crazy for Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert is one of the better backs in the game right now in terms of yardage. The, you should see the lanes that open up for Raheem Mostert. Obviously, they have Tyreek Hill that obviously presents a problem. But we got Stefan Diggs that presents problems every day for these guys. So let's, let's find ways to fabricate ways to open up the lanes, right? If it, if it's if it's a fake, you know what I'm saying, like jumbo on this side, but then you move the motion over here and now you shift back to tight end. Now these guys are like, hey, what's going on? And when people are out of place, defenders are out of place, lanes open up. And this is where a guy like James Cook can take full advantage. Oh, I guess we're going to have to find out and see what game plan ensues. That's what it's going to come down to. So before I get out of here, folks, I'm going to jump in here and, uh, and read some comments from our members. Uh, I want I want our members to get the priority first while I jump in here. Uh, so you guys already know who you are. If you are a member, uh, you're going to notice it. 
they've got their names are colored. Like my man Jeff King. What up, Jeff? What's happening, bro? Jeff comes in and says, Hey man, I agree, Rico. But that that has to be consistent. You can't do you can't do it to one gameplay like this, like shit. Like, hold on, let me read that again. You can't do it to one game and play like shit the next. You're damn right. As I've stated, it's on the players. They either want it or they don't. And that's exactly what it is, man. I know people want to talk about, oh, it's a coach this and coach that, man. At the end of the day, it's the players that play. It's the players that play. I'm going to blame it on the coach. Scapegoat. It's easy to do that. They did the same thing. They did the same damn thing to Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier is the reason this defense is soft. And this, that, third. Last time I checked, same shit's happening. So who was it really? Scapegoat. And it's it's looking like they're about to scapegoat, you know what I mean, Ken Dorsey. Is Ken Dorsey without fault? Heck no. But right now, the, the, the issues fall on the players. The issue falls on, on Josh Allen, and he has to be better. I don't give a damn that he's 71% completion percentage, leads the league in, in, in touchdowns. But guess what? We're five and four. And offense have been sputtering the last four, the last three games. We got to be better. We got to be better. Like scoring 14 points against the freaking Giants. I don't give a damn what it is. Like, you got to be, you got to score more than that. You got you to gotta score more than that. And Vegas has had us the last, I think, four consecutive games or four or five consecutive games that they had us, you know what I mean, covering the spread. The spread was on our side. And we've, we've, we've done nothing with the spread. We've lost, we, we, we have not covered the spread, just so you know. That's what we're looking at. My man, Walter. What's up, Walter? Walter comes in and says, hey, we couldn't even use McKenzie properly as a gadget player last year. And... He was the most senior receiver in the system. No way I have faith in Dorsey and getting it done with Hardy. Hardy presents, and here's the thing with Hardy. Hardy presents, uh, I, I think he's a little more athletic. He's a little more size than McKenzie. So I'm assuming that would, would at least open up the lanes, per se. Because if I, when I look at the, the, mo- the constant motions from the Miami Dolphins and McDaniels' offense, it's, it sends people into disarray, and they're all over the place. And that's when, you know what I mean, certain shifts happen and uh, the linebackers kind of shift over a little bit and then lades open up. So I'm, I'm hoping for that, almost like a decoy slash, if I can give you the ball in space, it's even better. It's a win-win. I could double dip. But we don't even do that. Very vanilla-ish. We can't. We got to get out of that. We got to get out of that. Uh, my man, what's up, Solis? Solis says, says Dorsey definitely needs to, excuse me, he says, Dorsey definitely needs to go, but it's all, it's not all on Dorsey. I don't, I'm not, I'm not on the horse, I'm not on that horse that people are saying Dorsey needs to go. I don't think he needs to go. I mean, he has to blunder way more weeks where it's his fault and the design is terrible. Because if he's created a play and it's worked out and the guys are they're designed for, you know what I'm saying for for it to get this guy wide open and you decide to go do something else, that's a problem. It's a big problem, right? It's like it's like baking. Baking is all about you gotta follow the instructions to a T. Because if you don't, you got problems. Like if they say, Hey man, I need you to, you're gonna make these banana muffins. And instead of you know the the the, the instructions are to use, you know, saying the uh the I don't know, I'll say the whisk. Whisk that so it's smooth, smooth, smooth like butter. But you're like, I'm not using whisk. I don't got time to use it. I'm going to just use my fork. I'll just beat it with my, my, with my fork as much as I can. But it doesn't ask for that. It asks for this. So if 
I design a play for the crossing route. If this play is not here, if you cross across the field and it's not there, there should be a back. Excuse me, a, a, there should be like a, a back post right here waiting for you. So if that's not there, hit that back post. But if you're fixated on looking at that and making it go through, you're going to miss your opportunity. These windows are super small and these windows go by quickly. You know what I'm saying? The flat should be there. The slant should be there. If you're not at the backside post, right? The backside slant should be there. If you don't set. But if if you if you're just your eyes are straight on there, you got back and you're just staring digs all the way down, not even bothering with a wide open Kincaid sitting here waiting for it. That can't be on Dorsey. You're not going to see here and blame that on Dorsey. If your quarterback is not following what he's supposed to do. I like I said, I implore I implore you guys go in and watch that Ben Solak on YouTube right now. Just find the click on you on on Twitter and go watch that. You'll see for yourself. It's actually it's it's an eye opener. It's like, fam, really? Man, I can't believe we just missed that. Sad. That's sad. And we need to be better at the end of the day. Um, let me get some more questions before I get out of here. I'm going to make this uh, not a, not too long of a night tonight. Uh, Walter, what's up, Walter? Walter comes in and says, here, Allen has the same TDs, one less interception than last year through nine games. And we're asking more from him. That's a problem. Walter, you've watched the games. You've watched the games. And let's not let's not forget. There's a lot of I don't want to call it inflation because it sucks to say inflation, but like we beat the Raiders, they were bums. We beat Commanders, they they they, just, they didn't match up well with us. We just killed them. They they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything great. Then we played the Dolphins. We put a lot of points on the Dolphins. Forty-eight points on the Dolphins, right? And then the Jaguars. We put up 20. And then the Giants, we put up 14. And then we went against the Patriots. We put up 25, but we lost that game. And then Tampa, 25 points. We put on, I think we were doing 20, was it 25 that we, we put on these boys? And then the Bengals. Like you, you, you saw. So like, I know that it makes sense. Like, well, at this time last year, he was doing this. But guess, you know what the record was this time last year? Were we like six and one or seven and two or something like that? That's the difference. Now we're five and four. <laughs> so something's got to give. Now, obviously, defensively, we're depleted. But this is why we need more from Allen. And you're like, but we need more from Allen? Yes. Why? Because right now the defense is not what they're not at their full capacity. So, yeah, we're going to lean more on the offense. And the defense should be, should be able to say, guys, the last four years, we've held you down. We've held this team and always had this team as a top five defense, top 10 at the, at the least. We're not there anymore. We're middle of the pack now. We need you. So that's where offense comes in and says, okay, I got you. We're going to have to step our game up and put these points on the board. And Walter knows I respect the heck out of him because he's, he's, he's been in the chat. We've had great conversation in the chat before, and I get what he's saying. But for this one, yes, we're going to ask for more from Josh. you damn right we are going to ask more from Josh. I'm not going to sit here. No, he's done enough. No, he hasn't. He hasn't done enough. He's turned the freaking ball over way too damn much for my liking. He's throwing stupid interceptions, and his decision-making is lately has been not great. Terrible decision-making. And that's what's putting him in, in bad situations. And I'm going to go back to that Ben Solak because what I gained was, was arm arrogance and decision-making. Two things that you can't have. Terrible decision-making and arm arrogance? My gosh. You're going to think you can make every throw on the field, which he can, but defenses get better, and they know what you want to do. So now this is where you got to be a better decision-maker. 
I could hit Dave Davis on that one. I could fit that in there, but probably not the best thing to do right now because Kincaid is wide open right now for eight yard gain. And that puts me now at third and one instead of third and nine. Hope that makes sense. Let me get some uh, more, more comments. I'm looking for the member comments first, and then uh, I'm going to see some comments that, that, that sit well, that, uh, that'll work out well. Uh, John says, uh, turnovers are nice and extra, but our defense still gets three and outs and the ball back to our offense. You're damn right they do. They're, they're a bend, but don't break. And that's what, we, that's what we need from them, truth be told. We need these guys to be bend, but don't break. Bend, but don't break. And just give the ball back to the offense and see what the offense can do. Rico, you're overlooking the, our inability to generate turnovers being a factor in our overall struggles this year. We generated turnovers in every game, but the Finns last year, or the Finns last year, and we lost that game. Yes. So, and I know you're not doing this, Walter. I know you're not doing this. And when I say doing this, putting this on the defense, because you can't, I hope you're not putting this on the defense and absolving the offense. Cause I know that's not what you're doing. But I also understand that we were helping the defense by giving them the ball back. But guess what? We were not in the we're not in the 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 realm of doing that anymore because a lot of our playmakers that used to give us the ball back are not here. So now what are you gonna do? So now instead of us giving the you the field position from a turnover or or something in favorable field position, you're probably starting off from your 15. So you really got to march your way up and make things happen. But that's why we paid you $250 million because you are not like the others. You are, you are part of the very few that get that big contract, that big second quarterback contract. So yeah, I'm going to demand more from the big time contracted player. I mean, if you go over to the Browns right now, the, the Browns are what, five and three? I can tell you right now, the Browns are five and three and it's not a whole lot of doing on... Watson and a lot of time and sometimes these fans are these fans right now are saying, yo, we paid this guy guaranteed 235 million. And do you think they're getting their money's worth out of that brother right there? I can guarantee you, even at five and three, they say we need more from Deshaun Watson. We need more from Deshaun Watson. And they do. Deshaun Watson has not looked like Deshaun Watson of old. Is is he still rusty? Or is it just this is the job, this is the Deshaun Watson you're gonna get? At 235 million, I'm sure they're like, oof. We paid you way too much money if you're going to play like this. So at 250 mil, you know what I'm saying? Or, or whatever the amount, the amount of money that we've given, yeah, 250 mil for, for Josh. Yeah, you damn right. We're going to ask for a lot more. 1,000%. Walter comes in and says, I'm not, I'm, not de- I'm not defense. I'm putting it on the whole picture. And that's what I, I figured you were. That's why I didn't say, I know you're not doing this. But just by reading what you were saying, but you're saying, I'm not putting it on the defense. I'm putting it on the whole picture because it created early wins. We averaged two turnovers a game on defense. That's as big as TDs on Allen's scores. And now that we don't have that, this is where we have to depend on our elites. And the elite player right now on offense is Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Those are your elite, those are your elite players on the offensive side of the ball. We've got to, we've got to lean on them. We've got to lean on them. And now McDermott, excuse me, Josh Allen is starting to build some chemistry with Kincaid, and it's looked great. Kincaid's got like 40 receptions right now. That's huge. So once that materializes, once that starts to, to flourish and bloom, 
Now you've got a one-two punch in Kincaid Diggs. So we'll see. We'll see how that that we'll see how that that um, materializes throughout the rest of this uh, this this short season. It feels like this, this season is going by quick. We're already week ten. Sheesh. We're in the middle of November. Well, near the middle of November. So we'll see how this goes. Um. So yeah, man. I mean, great conversations, by the way. Uh, I I always like jumping into chat chat with y'all and engage in the chat here. Uh, my man John Sour. I just call, I just call you John S. Uh, do do you still judge the Bills against the Broncos if we put a whooping on them, or do they still need to prove it against the better team? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, because the, in my opinion, because the Broncos have been playing a lot better, they've tightened up, if you will. They've tightened up since the the drubbing from the Miami Dolphins. Um, I think, I think. Uh, I would I would say that this we be, us beating the the Denver Broncos is still a good win. It's still a good win, especially because they just came off of a a bye, and b they beat uh, Kansas City Chiefs. That's still a damn good team. I know people are saying, well, the Kansas City Chiefs aren't the same team. Well, neither are the Bills, but we know the Bills are a damn good team, don't we? So the Chiefs are a beatable team, but they're still a damn good team. Why? Because they got Pat Mahomes, they got Travis Kelsey. So, I mean, that's a one-two punch that you got those two boys, you're still gonna have it. You're still, you're still, you're still gonna have an opportunity to uh, you know, to, to 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 really make an impact. Same with the Bills. They're still gonna be able to make an impact with Diggs and Kincaid. And we're still a damn good team. We're just not playing the way we should. She's not playing the way we should, man. It's just what it is. Uh, let me take a couple more, a couple more in the chat. I'm gonna get my black ass out of here. Um, let's see, let's see what we got here. And thanks for that, uh, that comment, uh, Mr. John S. So I'm going to put it that way. Um, what's up, Jeff King? Jeff King says, Deshaun should have asked for, if <laughs> yeah, he touches up, <laughs> yeah, you're a fool. <laughs> Scott Easter. What's up, Scott? Scott says, Dorsey is the reason players like Shakir is not being utilized. Regardless of Alan's mistakes, Dorsey's schemes are trash. So what do you, what do you, when, see, that's the thing, that's the problem I have, right? If Khalil Shakir gets wide open several plays and he's not there, that's on, that's on who? If, if I schemed him open on the backside and he's there, but Josh decides to go elsewhere, nah, that's not on Dorsey, man. That's on Josh. I mean, everybody wants to put. It feels like everybody wants to put it, put it on somebody else other than Josh because Josh is still having a statistically good year, and that's the conundrum. That's that's the, the tough part. That's the tough part right now because people aren't sure how to deal with this. Like I said, I'm gonna. It, it's perfect because it comes back to full circle. They don't know how to deal with this. Josh, Josh is that dude. We all know it. We all love Josh, but like we also know that. Josh could be playing so much better. And then you go to the stats, you're like, oh, but he is, though. He's pretty much on par with the, the rest of the league. Not good enough. Because it's not resulting in dubs. We need the wins. We need wins. And uh, I don't know how many times. I mean, I know he's part of the, the MVP conversation, which is so weird because statistically, Lamar Jackson, they're considering him an MVP. The brothers only got nine touchdown passes. <laughs> and uh, what's he got? Nine total touchdowns? And he's throwing three interceptions? Or some something of that nature. Nah, come on, man. 
No, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. So there, there's a lot. There's a lot to be desired. Let me just put it that way. A lot to be desired. And Josh Allen, man, like, dude, we all know what Josh Allen can do. The dude is he's that he is that guy. I mean, 236 yards the first game against a good Jets defense. He had a 320 yard output against the Dolphins. Then he then he followed that up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had 359 yards, right? And here's the here's the messed up part: 27, 27 attempts, excuse me, 40 attempts, 27 completions, 359 yards passing, two touchdowns, an interception, and a loss. Josh Allen, only but two games this year, didn't throw an interception. Miami Dolphins threw no picks against Miami and threw no picks against Las Vegas. He threw three picks against the Jets week one. He threw a pick against Washington. He threw a pick against Jacksonville, Giants, New England, Tampa, Cincy. Dude's turning the ball almost every every game, man. We, we got to stop giving the ball up. We got to stop giving the ball up. That's what it comes down to, man. So that being said, I appreciate you guys tuning in, honestly. And I would love to uh, to try to jump in in more comments and questions because I love doing these. Let me try to jump in here. Imagine Gabe and Kincaid in the middle, both big, taller guys, and then Shakir going deep and Diggs doing and going above Gabe and Kincaid. It makes sense. Am I wrong? Oh, you're just you're just creating a play for me. I'm sure that play exists. I'm sure that play exists. Maybe we just haven't hit that very play. That that design right there. You know what I mean, I mean, I just I say I got you. I got you though. Uh, shout out to Real King. Says, yo, yeah, the moral victory is just an important, is just as important in this game as an actual win. I want to dominate those losers. Um, the, the moral victory is just as important. Nah, I ain't about no damn moral victories. I mean, I get it. I get I get the the, the premise on a moral victory, right? Because most folks might want to say, like, uh, who had a moral victory? Who could say had a moral victory? Uh, the Dallas Cowboys against the the Eagles, right? Eagles are the number one team in the NFL right now, the NFL. And the Dallas Cowboys played them super tough. And some might say, like, you know what I mean? If the refs didn't get involved, that's a whole different ball game, and maybe Dallas wins that game. But people looked at it and said, oof, yo, Dallas looked really good. So, like, them losing that game is not as bad because, you know what I'm saying? Like, they played them really tough. To me, that's them taking a moral victory, but I don't I don't want to lose a game like that. So, it's like it's like... When we went against the, the Kansas City Chiefs and lost in that stupid game, that 13-second game, we went toe-to-toe with the, with the Chiefs. And when we lost that game, although heartbreaking, we knew that we could play with them. It was a moral victory. I ain't taking no moral victory in that, man. L's an L. I don't like it. I mean, how many lessons are we going to learn? I know people say, hey, man, but an L is really a lesson. Well, shit. You know I mean, class is in session. We got to learn something because we're five and four. We are five and four. Jeff King says, "Yo, listen. So listen. So is Russell. Listen. So is Russell Wilson. What's his record? Wins are all that effing matter. You damn right. It's all about wins, man. Give me all the stats you want, but if you ain't winning games, you ain't going nowhere. Good offensive coordinator scheme throws to players, not just give Josh the option. Good offensive coordinator scheme throws to players, not just give Josh the option. I I gotta disagree with you, man. I gotta disagree with you." Good offensive coordinators will create plays that obviously scheme players open. That's their job. I get that part. But the other part that has that has to make this thing work is the quarterback doing what I scheme to happen. Those two parts have to come together. 
right? If I if I'm if I'm building a toy truck, in order for this toy truck to move, you need two you need two axles, right? You need I mean the front axles and you want the rear axle. So offensive coordinator creates this play. Here's your axle. Here are your two wheels. Let's go, Josh Allen. You got to button it up. But if you you know what I'm saying, if you put in a single wheel or you're not putting nothing there, nothing there and you're not connecting on what I need you to do, it falls apart. It falls apart. It's a marriage. It's a marriage between those two brothers, man. They got to get it down. They got to get it. They got to get it down. And that that conversation or team meeting they had, it better it better work. It better work. Walter, Allen also turned the ball over every game, but 19 weeks through the season last year, too. And we were calling the man an MVP. We're only in our feelings because we're losing. But that's what it's all about, Walter. We're losing. We're losing. And guess what? You know what was helping us is that, and you you mentioned it earlier today, the defense was giving the ball back to the to, to the offense. We were creating turnovers defensively and giving it back to, to Allen. So Allen could get away with throwing interception. But now that we're not winning and we're, we're not as strong defensively, you can't afford to give up the turnovers because we're not as good defensively and we're not giving you the ball back. So although... He was turning the ball over last year. He could kind of get away with it because we had a good damn defense. We don't have a good damn defense right now. Right now, our defense is mid. So you can't just give up the ball like you were giving up last year. You can't. So I'm not buying that either, my man. I just can't do it. Good conversation, but I'm just not buying it. He's throwing turnovers last year, but you know what? Our team was very different last year. And as you can see, our team is very different this year. And we, we demand more from Josh Allen because it's unfortunate the situation that we're in. It is unfortunate. It's unfortunate the situation that we're in. That's what it comes down to. Jeff King says, yo, truth time, people. Where does everybody stand if we lose this game? Truth. Fuck optimism. I want truth from people. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, if you lose this game, it's full-on panic. It's full-on panic mode. It's full-on desperation mode. And I think things start to... I think um, we lose this game. And sometimes depending on how we lose too, right? If it's a blowout or we, we let them back in the game, who knows? But a loss is a loss. But depending on how we lose, and if it's an offensive situation again, if it's an offensive like, here we go again, the offense can't score, here we go again, something is happening, then I, I personally think, and I, and I said this before, but I personally think that now things are going to have to start shaking up because now we're in panic mode. And when people panic, they start making changes. Because we need to right the ship. Ship is sinking. That means that tells you, if we go five and five, the Bills go five and five, my goodness, man. It's tough to make this. You need you need to make, if you want to make this playoffs, man, you're going to have to have what? 11, 12 wins. Some people say, ah, you could probably make it with 10 wins. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Back in the day, 10 and six could get you in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe. 11 wins for sure gets you in. You need at minimum 11 wins. And we're we're not even halfway there yet. So, and we got it. We got a big time. We got it. Listen, we got a big time schedule coming up ahead. So, no, there's it's full on panic mode, full on panic mode and look for potential changes to happen. Now, if no changes happens. Bro, then I don't know. Then I don't know if they're like, yo, we're good. We're, we're good. We're going to turn this thing around. Uh, we're five and five. Oh shit! Look at that. We're playing the Jets. Now we're five and six. Now you're done. 
<laughs> now you're done. Now you're done. So these two, these two next games are very crucial. This very one right now is crucial. Like we needed that one against the, the Bengals to kind of give us a little bit of breathing room because if we won that game, making the playoffs would have had us at 80% chance to make the playoffs. Right now we're on 49. 49%, 50%, probably even lower, truth be told. Probably even lower. Crawley says, yo, even if even with the loss, you're still five and five. Russ could always go off. Like Rico said, it's about how the O looks. It's going to be all about how the offense looks. Everyone's going to be paying attention to the offense. We know that the defense is not what it's supposed to be. We know that. Everyone and their mama knows this defense is struggling right now. We know. But there's there's a rightful reason. They're beat up. You know who's not beat up? The offense. Everybody's intact. Everybody's there. Everybody's there except for Diggs with his back injury right now. That kind of sucks. Everybody's there. Yeah, but we're missing Dawson Knox. We got Kincaid. That's who everybody wanted in the first place. So we got what we wanted. Now, when Dawson Knox comes back, things will have to change a little bit more. Maybe Leonard Fournette comes in and, and, and gives us a spark. Who knows? But it's going to be all about the offense and how this offense looks. Will we be able to score in the first, second, third? And once we have that ability, this defense is still good enough that we can now pin our ears back and really get after it. We still got Greg Gusso. We still got Ed Oliver. We still got Von Miller is coming on. He's not 100%. I mean, he may be 100%, but he ain't 100% because that's not what it's, it's not what it's looking like right now. And uh, you know what I'm saying? We got, we got Leonard Floyd on the squad. So we got some dogs on the defensive front. We just gotta, we just gotta put some pressure on Russell Wilson and make things things happen. But we can pin our ears back even more if the offense puts it on the Broncos. We put on the Broncos, we get up two, three scores. Now it's one dimensional. They got a pass, and we have a very good pass defense. Let's get after it. I'm gonna tell you right now, Javante Williams is gonna be ready to run that freaking rock on us. He's a strong runner. Javante Williams is gonna be ready to run that rock on us, man. Kareen is going to be ready to run that rock. You got two solid backs in the Broncos. Let me look at the what the what the Broncos run run game is looking like. Because the Broncos do have a, a good, nice one-two punch. So that's one thing we definitely will have to pay attention to. Let's see where the Broncos rut uh they rank in the run game. So are they top 10? They're just outside the top 10. Denver Broncos are 11th. They're 11th right now. They're averaging 116 yards a game. The last three games, they've, they're averaging 137 yards a game. The last three. So that's what I'm looking for right now. The last three. Let me see what's going on. So Baltimore, for crying out, the last three games, these guys have rushed for 191 yards. Where's, where's Buffalo ranked? Buffalo is ranked 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. They're ranked 21st. Do I get that wrong? They're ranked 23rd, excuse me. 23rd in the in run the last, last three games. We're averaging 88 yards the last three games. And the in the whole year, we're averaging we're averaging 108 yards rushing. Not gonna cut it. The Denver Broncos right now. They're, they're averaging 137 yards rushing the last three games. They're on it. They're finding, they're, they're finding, they're finding ways to get things going, get going. We'll see what's going on. We'll see what's popping, baby. I'm telling you, 
We gotta, we gotta get it. We gotta get it popping, man. We really do. Because if we don't, we're listen. Heads gonna roll. Question: Who's gonna roll? Uh, we gotta play Dallas, KC, Philly, Miami, <laughs> Jets, Chargers. It gets tougher as this. Bro, trust me, I know. That's why we need this win. We need it. We need it to even stay alive, afloat. Right now, we're in water, and the water is like right out our nose. We're still breathing. We're still breathing right now. We're like, okay, actually, I'll give him. I'll give. We're at neck. Right now, this is the water is like this, and we're like, okay, we were good, but now the water's here. We lose against the freaking Broncos. We're right here, right here, right above the nachos. We're 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 in it. We lose against the Broncos, <laughs> bro. Bubbles. We lose against the freaking Broncos. Straight bubbles, and you guys know what I'm talking when I say bubbles. Straight bubbles. So we need that. Need that. Uh, super chat. What's up, Ray? Ray comes in with that super chat. Much appreciated, Ray. Ray comes in and says, hey, man, when the running backs collectively run less than 19 times, the result was usually a loss. And all the, all the wins, the attack was balanced. Under center, Josh Allen is number one in yards per play. Knowing those statistics, this is where Ken Dorsey comes in. Ken Dorsey has to let go of his arrogance or let go of his, this is my play and this is how we're going to run it. He doesn't give me that impression per se, but maybe he's got a bit of like, yo, this is my offense. You're going to run it the way I need you to run it. And I don't give a damn if you're under center. I want to look balanced and I want to do other things. So they don't know what's coming under center. But to me, if I'm under center and I have all my success under center or most of my success under center, it's like the old, the old playing Madden. Stop the play. You know what's coming. I'm going to run that shit again, and you're going to have to stop it. My guys against your guys. Let's see who's better. But if Ken Dorsey's like, yeah, it's great, but you know what I mean? I want to run something different because. Because that's right it's giving me. Because we were in up-tempo, and all of a sudden, up-tempo went from, ah, let's switch it up a little bit. Come on now. Can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. Uh, let me let me get a couple more couple more in here, and then we get this. Get this thing popping here. Um, let's see. We let's see what we got here. Uh, let's see. I got here. Uh, Sword brother, what's up, Sword brother? He says, uh, "Agree." I've been saying this for weeks. Ray Marimis. Okay, so yo, Ray, he's with you, man. Get him under center. Get him under center, man. Uh, brother, all my best to you and Jenna and the kids, folks. Enjoy your weekend. At least we won't have shitty weather on Monday, Tuesday. Guaranteed that you <laughs> on a Tuesday. Uh, can't guarantee you that, but love you all, man. Jeff K, be well. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side, man. Uh, I'm going to get out of here too, man, because I had my son's birthday today. So I'm going to go up and uh, put all his birthday stuff away. He turned two. Big boy turned two. So uh, we had a little birthday celebration for him today. And uh, so I got to go put all this stuff away and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. So that being said, folks, Monday Night Football, big game against the Broncos. Y'all already know what it is, man. So uh, let's get it, man. We need this win. We need this win. And most importantly, man, 17 has to be better. I don't, give, I don't give a damn what anybody tells me. 17, 17, 17. It's all about 17. It's all about 17, man. And uh, we gotta, he's, got, he's got to be better. He's got to be better. I'm sorry. He's got to be better. I mean, you can blame everybody around, but when 17 is on, nothing else matters. It's true. Nothing else matters. 17 is on. Now, does he have to do it by himself? No. But he's also got to help people to help him. Help them help you. And the more you help them help you, more success. And we, we're laughing. We're winning this. 
So if you guys appreciated the show, please do smash that like. It, it helps a lot. It's much appreciated. And uh, Walter, I appreciate that, man. I'm going to I'm going to give him a, a happy birthday hug from everybody in the chat. He's a sweet little boy, man. I'll tell you, I'm a, I'm a here's a personal story for y'all. I was a girl dad, man. I had three daughters and I was ready to just that's it for me, folks. Three girls. I'm a girl dad. All I knew was just wiping, wiping females. You know what I'm saying? That's all I knew. All of a sudden, surprise, baby. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. We don't know where we're going to get. Then we got my boy. And now I'm sitting like, yo, how do I wipe this thing? Like, working around it. And I'm like, what the hell? Move that thing around it. It's weird, man. But he is the shit. He is the shit, man. And you meet this kid, you're like, yo, I like this kid. He's good. He's a good kid. He's good people, man. So I appreciate you, Walter. Much love. Much love to everybody that's showing uh, some love to my, my little guy. Uh, what's up, Kyrie? So uh, Kyrie Lewis says, yo, Rico, shout out to your son. Third birthday, my son, Abide tomorrow. Hey, yo. Listen, man, Scorpio season, man. My birthday is 10 days from now. So it's, it's, the, it's the Scorpio gang, man. So uh, we're both Scorpio kids. I mean, so uh, he's, the, he's the 10th. I'm the 20th. So it's the birthday month for both boys. You know what I'm saying? So we're doing it. So uh, we get to celebrate him ahead of time. So I appreciate you guys very much. So enjoy your weekend. Enjoy... You mean the rest of your 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 evening, and uh, we'll do this all over again on Monday. So, Pete, my guy, Rev tomorrow, and listen, don't let Rev sway you in all his. You know what I'm saying? His his woe is me, and this team is this, and we ain't doing that, and da da da. Don't let him sway you. Don't let him sway you. We're still alive. Just keep this in mind. We're half a game out. We're half a game out. You know what I'm saying? What did Walter say? What's Walter saying? Walter says, yo, we might need you to use that birthday wish early work. <laughs> you damn right, man. We might need that. We might need that, Walter. Um, yeah, man, we're half a game out, folks. We're half a game out. That's why these games are important, right? Like, right now, think about it. The Bills, we beat, listen, this is how, this is how this, 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 this is why I love the NFL. Because the NFL is just finicky, man. We ain't getting the number one seed. Let's put it that way. We're, we're out of the number one seed. I mean, for now, we're out of number one seed. But if you think about it, right, who does Miami play next? Miami Dolphins, who do they play next? The Miami Dolphins play the Raiders. And right now, the Raiders are extremely motivated. They're extremely motivated. They're playing under a new coach. Chances are they're probably going to they're probably going to win that game. They'll beat they're going to beat the uh, they'll beat the Raiders. They should beat the Raiders, right? We have to beat the Broncos. In order to stay close. You know who they play after that? The Dolphins and Jets play the week after. That bodes well for us. Okay? So, they play the week after. So, it go. Oh, hold on a second. Friday, November 24th. I got to make... Okay, so perfect. So, the Raiders and uh, the Dolphins play the November 19th. So, the Dolphins and Raiders are on a bye right now. So, they, these guys are on a bye. So, the Miami Dolphins are not going to play this week. So, November 19th. Okay, that's next week. So they're they're not playing. So the next matchup, the November 24th, is the Dolphins and Jets. We need to win against the damn Broncos. We need to. We need to win against the Broncos. It's it's just there's no ands, ifs, buts about it. And then the Dolphins already have their they got some what the heck? Look at this. The Dolphins the Dolphins play the Raiders, the Jets, the Commanders, the Titans, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Ravens. Yo, they got a cupcake of a damn schedule, man. All right, we got no choice. <laughs> we got no choice. We got to win it. We got to win it. We got to win these games, man. It's, it's important. We definitely got to win it. Uh, Rev speaking facts, Rico. 
you know what rev rev is saying some good things but rev is 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 a little hyperbole too man he's getting he's, he's too much he's too much there's a lot of like right now he's speaking out of passion and and yo we're we're junk he's pretty much saying we're done you know that right real king you know he's just saying we're done we're that's it we're not making the playoffs that's exactly what he's saying right now week 10 week 10 he's saying we are done so you mean to tell me we be the broncos and you know what i mean certain teams lose around the league we're done nah bro nah i ain't buying that not buying it bro not buying that whatsoever and here, here's another thing too what you got to keep in mind too like I want to see what the schedule is, the NFL schedule. Just before I get out of here, I need to see the NFL schedule to see who's playing who because it's it's extremely important. NFL schedule right now, Who what's what's happening this week? So here's the deal. So we've got Colts, Patriots, who cares, right? Browns, Ravens, that's very huge. Both 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 these teams, obviously, they need to win. If, if the Browns beat the Ravens, you know what I'm saying, that, that brings the Ravens down a peg. The Browns lose, even better for us, right? And we need to win. Packers and Steelers. Packers are not going to win that game. They just, they, they blow. Then you got 49ers and the Jaguars. We'll see how that plays. Maybe 49ers step their game up and Jaguars lose, okay? Then you've got uh, Texans and the Bengals. Maybe the Texans are playing well enough they come in and knock down the Bengals. So many things can happen, bro. I'm telling you. Titans, Bucks, Chargers, Lions. Who knows? Lions can pick, take down the Chargers. A lot of games are, a lot of implemented games this, this week. So, Jets and Raiders, obviously, yeah. So Jets and Raiders are playing. Okay, so Jets and Raiders, and maybe maybe the Jets lose to the freaking Raiders. Who knows, man? So many things can 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 happen. So to to say that, well, we're done. We're done right now. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But it's okay, real king. Y'all can be with him all you want. But I'm gonna tell you right now, when these boys start putting these wins together, I'm I'm watching how y'all how y'all react. <laughs> And I know you guys are Bills fans, so you're allowed to cheer for the team, obviously. But I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching how y'all react, for sure. I mean, go team! Go team! I'll be like, yo, 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 yo. Back it up a little bit. Weren't we done? <laughs> Weren't we done? Exactly. Too soon, man. Too soon. It's okay to say, like, after this Broncos game, it's going to be tough. But, like, yeah, too soon. Too soon, too soon, too soon, too soon. But this Broncos game is going to be a tough one. That's for damn sure. Uh, what's up, Ray? Ray goes, too many games left to be done. League is too nuts. Exactly. Exactly my point. This league is too nuts. Things happen, bro. Things happen. Like, that one game that we just played against the, the, the Bengals right now just went from, we went from 80% chance to now 49. Look at, the, look at that huge gap, right? So we win this game. We're up to what? Six and four? So now we're sorry, we're up to six and four. So now we see the rest of the way the rest of the league plays out. Man, let the league play out. Then we're gonna find out what's good. Anyway, <laughs> you guys have a great, great evening. We'll touch base again. Uh what Sunday, uh, Monday night, pregame show. Um, and then uh we'll get it cracking again, man. So you guys have yourself a fantastic evening. We'll catch you guys again on the flip and uh enjoy your night, man. Hey, it's the Rico Port, it's the Buffalo Fanatics. And uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side, man. Until next time, it's your boy. Have yourself a great night. Let's go. Thank mm-hmm. you.
This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.